This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good morning and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. It's holiday time with lots of festive gatherings, tempting foods that we don't always find at other times of the year. And let's face it, if you're a candy fan... Your holiday season begins on Halloween and lasts straight through till January 2nd. Today's topic is food is medicine because what you choose to eat can have profound effects on your overall health. Research shows that dietary habits influence disease risk. And while certain foods may trigger chronic health conditions, others offer strong medical and protective qualities. Joining us today is Sue Doherty a registered dietitian nutritionist and a licensed dietitian nutritionist who happens to be the CEO of MANA, one of my favorite organizations, that delivers nutritious, medically appropriate meals to thousands of chronically ill people in the greater Philadelphia area, South Jersey, and beyond at no cost. Welcome, Sue. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be with you. Well, it's our honor because your work is so important because you have shown that tailoring food choices to a person's particular medical needs, whether they have to restrict calories or maybe they have to cut back on salt and fluids or gluten. So let's begin with the question, what do you mean by that expression, food is medicine? So that is a Great question, because I feel like that term is being used more and more, which we're excited about, right? But it's also really important for folks to understand what does that mean? And I often will say that, you know, anyone listening today or, you know, all of us have either ourselves or a family member that at some point in our lives have been told you need to follow a special diet. And that not just like, oh, watch what you're eating, right? But maybe you have diabetes and you have to really control your carbohydrates. Maybe you have a kidney disease and you have to really watch your potassium and your phosphorus and your sodium. 
or if you have, you know, celiac disease, obviously gluten and rye and wheat. So these are really complex issues, right? And to become a dietitian, you spend a lot of time studying that and, and really understanding the science behind food as medicine. And so when we're talking about food as medicine, we really are seeing it as a form of treatment. It's part of a, a treatment in your prescribed intervention for whatever, you know, health illness you'll bet you're battling. Mm-hmm. So, and when we listen to so much uh, information out there is about treating chronically ill patients. That is the big thrust of your work because usually what we hear is prevention. If you eat an apple a day or if you go on the Mediterranean diet or whatever good advice is out there, it's taken time for people to do what you're doing, to focus on, or here's a person who has cancer or here's a person who has uh, a motility issue. We treat people with gastroparesis all the time. They're, they're their assembly line moves very slowly and they put half a meal in and say, I can't eat anymore because I'm just too full. We have to concentrate their calories in a way that if they can only eat half a plate of food, we have to get all the nutrients in. So it's really a fascinating puzzle. And when you spend your life doing it, you can help so many people. It's just that your idea is relatively new. So let's talk about some of those examples like you said, diabetes, that if a person has diabetes, no food is evil. They don't have to cut out all sugar. They just have to balance how much sugar versus, because, you know, one of the things I hear people say is I eat all non-fat food. I go to the grocery store and I buy non-fat yogurt. Read the label. It's loaded with sugar. It has to get flavor from someplace. So we cut out the fat, but we add sugar or no sugar. A lot of times you add the fat. Am I right about that? Yeah, well, so that's such a pet peeve of mine, right? Is so first of all, I'm a firm believer that all foods fit, right? I really truly believe that. I mean, unless obviously if someone has a severe food allergy yeah. or something, then you know, we need to eliminate that. And food labeling is so misleading, right? I worked oh, for yeah. many, many years in a supermarket and you know, people would come up to me all the time and uh, oh Sue, look, I have diabetes, I have to watch my sugar. Look, this this pie, it's no sugar added. And I'm like, Yes, you're right, there is no sugar added, but it's loaded with sugar. And so this is really something that I've been so passionate about for so long is that, you know, the concept of food as medicine, right? The the treatment part of it isn't new, right? For years, right? If you go into a hospital, you get admitted to a hospital, you can't get a meal until somebody puts a diet order in, right? That has been historically true for, you know, as far back as the 40s, as far as so far my historical historical knowledge can show. So people have been thinking about this, right, for many, for many, many, many years that, oh, what you eat is important. I also say people think about the gas they put in their car and where they, they think about the fuel they're putting in their body, right? And so it has been thought about, but it's how do people get it, right? What, how do people access it? And so that's what's so complex is that people get discharged from a hospital or they go and, you know, they meet with their healthcare provider and they're told, you know, you, you, you have diabetes and, uh, you, you know, you have to watch your sugar, your carbohydrate. Well, imagine being told you have diabetes and you need to take a medication, a pill or insulin, but not being told where to go get it. Right. So that's where these diets, the, the, the treatment part of it is so critical, but there's so few people doing the work in this space and, and, and people don't know how to access it. And so that's why, you know, MANA and the other food as medicine coalitions around the country doing this work, we really do see ourselves as the pharmacy for your prescription diet. 
and it, it's mm-hmm. it is complex right it's not it's not go eat better right it's really mm-hmm. right you know it's down to you know necessary the macro it's necessary. and the micronutrients that you're consuming because if you don't it can impact your life right if you have kidney disease and you're not watching mm-hmm. how much potassium or phosphorus you know i tell people all the time you're you think about your kidneys or the trash can of your body and if you just keep throwing trash in a trash can and you don't empty it what happens, right? It overflows. And so the same thing, people that have kidney disease, if they don't watch what they're eating, it becomes really dangerous. Well, we know that dietary intake plays a very important role in overall health. But I just want to clarify what you already have said, but I want to reiterate that the dietary interventions you're talking about are meant as an adjunct to medical therapy, not to replace it. Absolutely. Correct? Correct. No, mm-hmm. this is part of a treatment plan. And so, right. you know, certainly, you know, with some success, you may be able to cut back on medication. We've definitely seen people that right. control their sodium, um, you know, do better with their hypertensive medication. But no, this is in, in combination with their medical mm-hmm. care. And, their mm-hmm. and what's really great is that MANA, your organization, and we're going to go into detail in the next segment, the um, exactly what MANA does and how it got started. But MANA observes evidence-based nutrition services, which means you abide by guidelines that are established by national organizations. And so it's not like you're just pulling it together. And and MANA, we're going to learn, has 11 different diets. So it's really comprehensive. And I mean, just as a GI doctor, if I see somebody with constipation, I'm not going to say you're eating the wrong thing. Maybe you need more of raw fiber, like apples or fiber cereal, because it adds to your jet propulsion. You know, first I have to find out that there's not a blockage, but the diet makes such a difference. Well, and the fact that honestly, that you would talk to your patients about that, that's so key. I have to tell you so often as a, when I was a practicing dietitian, you know, the first thing I would do when I would meet with an individual is I would say, you know, okay, you've had diabetes for 15 years. Like, do you understand what that is? And often it was, no, I know I need to watch my diet, you know, but when you can sit down and explain to somebody, yes. that, you know, what is happening and visually talk them through yes. how the sugar stays in their blood and, you know, and it, it slows down your circulation, people start to, you know, think a little bit differently, like it, it can make sense. So I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm so in awe that you really do take the time to talk to your patients about that. My list, my patients for over 30 years and my listeners always hear me refer to the GI tract as I-95. So depending <laughs> on what that, but I mean, even something like that, um, it's, it's really helpful to put it into plain language and give people a visual. It's like on the old time radio that the clip clap that, that have pretend noises of horses walking. That's kind of what we're doing. We're painting a mental image for people so they can, because diabetes, we learned at least type type one, your pancreas doesn't make insulin. Right. Type two, you make insulin, but it can't penetrate the cells that are surrounded with adipose or fat. So if you lose weight, the insulin's going to work better. If you watch, you cut your calories or whatever that, that um, prescription is, it's going to make the insulin that you have more effective and help you get away from the damage of diabetes and the need for the insulin, which is a, is a process in itself. Let's take a little break. And when we come back, more from Sue Doherty, the CEO of MANA. 
Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Mary Ann Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Welcome back to your radio doctor. We have a very special guest today, Sue Doherty, the CEO of MANA. Well, the book of Exodus tells us that when the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt, they wandered through the desert for 40 years, and every day God provided bread from heaven called MANA to sustain them. Sue, MANA is the name of this great organization. Is that an acronym? And if so, what does it stand for? Yes. So it is an acronym. It stands for the Metropolitan Area Neighborhood Nutrition Alliance, which honestly was changed when when we were founded. It was MANA, which was the Metropolitan AIDS Nutrition Neighborhood Alliance, because the first 10 years we were, you know, strictly serving people with HIV and AIDS. And now today we serve all illnesses. So it's Metropolitan Area Neighborhood Nutrition Alliance. But that name, I, I hate to sound like, you know, brand Betty, but when you hear the word, you totally understand what it means. Yes. And I know that your secret sauce is the love that goes behind 9,400 plus volunteers that chop and cook and package and deliver. It's fantastic. And you've been the CEO since 2012. Let's let's go into the, the history a little bit. So from what I understand, MANA began in 1990. As you say, the focus was 1990 was really a peak of HIV because we were still I was a fellow in GI went before um, before it had a name. And uh, so in 1990, members of the First Presbyterian Church in Philly started delivering meals to their neighbors who were dying of HIV and AIDS. They were critically ill. They were isolated and in need of hope. And then you joined in 1999. Tell us a little bit about where you were in your life because you trained, you, um, well, I'll let you tell your story. Yeah, no, it's, you know, you, you always say, if you think about what you think your life's going to be and then what your life ends up being, right, never really, you know, tends to be the same. So I went to school to be a dietitian, right? I really was excited to work as a clinical dietitian in a healthcare system. And I started working uh, for Kennedy Health System in the mid-90s. And honestly, they had gotten a contract with an infectious disease uh, organization for a dietitian to go counsel people with HIV and AIDS. And I was so naive, right? I was so at the time thinking, you know, people with HIV and AIDS, as you stated, weren't living well and they were dying. Why would they need a dietitian? You know, and that, you know, I'd be like, eat, eat what you want to eat. But I was the newest hire and no one else wanted to go. And so off I went over to, to join this practice and I walked into a room and there was all these ancillary services, right? There was obviously healthcare providers, there was pain management, case management, dental care, 
And I'd never really been in a room and they were kind of doing what they call their rounds, right? Going through and preparing for the patients they were going to be seeing that afternoon. And I really felt like I walked into another country. I didn't know the, the names of the medications or the diseases they were talking about. But at the end of the practice, the head of the practice, Dr. David Conaluzzi, walked over, introduced himself, asked if I was the new dietitian. And I said, yes. And I was like, but, you know, I don't think you want me here. I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything you were talking about. That's, that's what you do when you're young, right? I would never sure. say that today. It's nice and, to be honest. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, are you going to be afraid to shake my patient's hands? And I said, of course not. And he patted me on the back and said, everything else you'll learn. And really from that moment, my life was changed because then HIV and AIDS really became a passion of mine. And the pharmaceutical reps loved me because they, they would want to get in to see the healthcare providers, but I was just like sucking any knowledge I could. And I learned about MANA because I was referring patients then to MANA. And so they uh, advertised that we're hiring a dietitian. I joined in 1999, which at that point, there was definitely a shift happening with HIV and AIDS. <clears throat> and so I really truly remember uh, counseling an individual and seeing a, a triglyceride level, which, you know, normal triglyceride level should be like under 150. This mm -hmm. individual's triglycerides was over 800. And I literally remember thinking somebody messed up. I was like, sure. oh, lab, lab messed up, something happened. I had never seen something like this before. Called the healthcare provider and the healthcare provider talked to me about metabolic complications from the side effects of HIV and AIDS medications. And at the same time, I remember watching the gooey mac and cheese coming out of the Mana kitchen and thinking, you know, this has to change. And really that is when we shifted from helping people die to helping people live. And mm -hmm. we really say that that's when the science was born at Mana. And we really changed then, you know, and focused on providing the right nutrition, right? So that we could help people with high triglycerides or high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. And that's um, the evolution. And we, you know, in 2000, we revamped our entire menu um, in 2005, we expanded beyond HIV and AIDS. And so today, as you mentioned earlier, we have 11 different diet modifications. And mm -hmm. really what we find though, is that someone may come to us because they're coming to us because they're newly diagnosed with cancer and they may be getting ready to start chemo or radiation. And, but at intake, we find that they also have high blood pressure, right? So we have the ability that we can layer different diets so that we're making sure that we're sending the right nutrition, not only for their cancer treatment, but making sure their hypertension, mm -hmm. hypertensive treatment as well. So, so I'm going to take a break right there because you've mentioned so many important things. We want to give people nutrition, but again, it has to be tailored to their needs. And somebody with HIV, and again, I was in training when we were first seeing these healthy, young, beautiful young men disintegrate before our very eyes because they had uh, an infection in their the sponge of their GI tract, the small bowel, and they'd eat and they wouldn't absorb it and they just would just fade Nurse. their calories, weight loss. The the um but now how much matter how much food we gave them, we had to figure out what was causing it. It was a an unusual an easy thing to treat, we learned after st doing studies. But they um and then you mentioned too um that you saw this mac and cheese coming out. It's probably relatively inexpensive to make. It's pasta, it's cheese, mm -hmm. it's healthy, but not for somebody that has so Listeners realize, I'm sure, that triglyceride is one of the fats in the cholesterol panel, and 800 is a terrifying level. I mean, that person's pretty much doomed unless you intercede, which you did, and the light went on for you. You were, you have that big heart and a very broad soul, and you're like, of course, I'm going to shake hands with HIV patients. Why wouldn't I? Right. <laughs> so, so that that um, I guess the the 
doctor in charge saw that in you. And that was more important to him than you knew how to count calories with your eyes closed. So he found right. the right person and Mana found the right person because you, you jumped over to Mana. And as we learned more, we, the Royal way, as, as you um, were there and learned more about food as medicine, the concept, um, you were able to focus on that at Mana. And now you're serving over a million meals a year, as I said, with 9,400 volunteers. And you focus on people with serious illness at nutritional risk, but you also counsel, you also educate. So after they leave your program, they can sustain because as you say, you can't just say, cut back on your sodium, watch your potassium and your phosphorus. Who's, who goes to the store and says, hmm, are these phosphorus cookies? Are they, <laughs> <laughs> does this water well, that, You know, that is such the gift of MANA and the other FEMIC organizations is nothing was more frustrating for me when I was counseling and I had my food models, right? You have, oh, this is how much protein you should have. And this is, you know, the size orange you should be eating. And I knew, right, that those folks didn't have access. And so MANA is not, we're not a financial driven organization. It really is the nutritional diagnosis, but the reality is over 97% we serve are low income, right? And, and often mm -hmm. lack resources. And so for us to be able to make sure that we're giving the education but we're also delivering the product is such yes. a huge relief and you deliver it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And again, I want to break in there because that's a very important people for uh, point for people to hear that, as you say, it's not based on socioeconomic, but a lot of the, 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 the word we hear used now that we're all trying to address is barriers. What are the barriers to good care? And it's not always a lack of money. If somebody lives alone and they have HIV and they're too weak to cook for themselves or they they don't have family nearby, um, they have cancer, they have uh, kidney disease and they're in dialysis all week, all those things. The American Cancer Society now has advertisements and, and it's brilliant saying, guess what? If you need a ride to, to treatment, we're providing that now. It's awesome. And it's such a simple thing. And I'm sure lots of volunteers would be willing to do the driving. So you are the puppet master. You're at the top of the chessboard here. And you're saying, we need the right nutrition, but we need to counsel people to continue the good habits. And we need to deliver the food while they're at their uh, lowest point in their illness. Yes, absolutely. Good way to say that. Yeah, we hear from our, we hear from our clients often. We're the only knock on their door, right? And we certainly saw, saw it during COVID. I mean- the clients we were serving were so terrified, right? They are the sickest of the sick, yes. right? They're the ones that do not leave the house, do not go to the grocery store. And I think they were really, really concerned that Mana was going to go away and what would Aww. they do? And so thankfully we never had any disruptions to our service and, mm -hmm. and we continued providing the services, but our clients really, really depend on us. Yeah. And they really do develop a relationship with our drivers, right? Mm -hmm. They Aww. literally, the the drivers are the eyes and ears and the soul of the organization. Well, it might be the only person, and they know what's going on. And it might be the only person that the the chronically ill person sees. Uh, now, seven meals, seven days a week, three meals a day. But I want to um, talk a little bit more about how this all came about because you've had a national impact, uh, and people know you, and you speak at conferences all over the all over the world, really. Um, but ten years ago, you were still scratching your head, saying, "Okay." We have this obvious information right in front of us. We know how this can help, but we can't get insurance companies to cover. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment in more detail. But you recognize that 
good nutritional support for patients with chronic illness can improve the quality of life and really help them tolerate medical therapies. If you have cancer and you're not eating, it's like asking somebody to go in the football game with no breakfast or lunch. You have to nourish people so they have enough protein, that their kidneys are functioning. All the working parts can tolerate the chemo or the insulin or whatever it is they have to, or the antibiotics. So your concept is obviously to help them get better from their illness or stabilize them, improve their quality of life. Just like I said, if I can help somebody who's constipated by manipulating their diet, they're going to be happier. They're going to be more comfortable. You want them to be able to tolerate the medical therapy, um, but you also want to lower costs. So you co-authored a paper that put all those ideas into play and said, all right, we have 65 patients at MANA that we're going to follow for a year and we're going to compare them to people who don't have the MANA program. And what did you learn? It was incredible, right? When we learned what we believed, right? But now we, we proved it, that not only do they have better health outcomes, but significant reduction in healthcare costs. It was like 13000 per member per month reduction in healthcare costs, shorter hospitalization. Mm-hmm. And when they were discharged, they were more likely to be discharged at home. And so really that came out of this frustration, right? As you were mentioning, it was like, this was almost to me like a no brainer, like, duh, like you're prescribing these complex diets, how are folks going to access it? And so I'm very passionate about advocating for policy change, right? Like I believe you prescribe exercise, right? And your insurance covers for it. Why is it any different when you prescribe a diet that is not covered and accessible for folks? So really that research, and I'm certainly not a researcher, but I am somebody that believes there's always an answer to a, a challenge. And so you know, from hearing over and over and over again that we need data to support it, we were like, okay, well, then we're going to go get data. And it was incredible to see that, you know, clients do better and they save significant healthcare dollars. Mm-hmm. So win-win. So over the course of the year, you proved that people who had this nutritional intervention, their uh, condition improved their healthcare, overall healthcare, because they were going to the hospital 50% less often and their stays in the hospital were shorter by 37%. And each person, on each person, you were saving $13,000 a month. It's it's right there. And so that's what the national impact. And what's really wonderful as a result of that, you are working with how many major insurance plans now? We work with all the Southeastern Medicaid providers. So I, I want to say mm-hmm. it's like six, seven of them. So it's incredible. We, we need to be working with more of them, but um, you know, it's been an interesting journey that we've been able to demonstrate and, and they've been able to now demonstrate the impact as well, right? They're looking at ROI, right? The return on investment. And of course it's, you know, the clients are doing better. We're also seeing clients are more compliant, right? When they're, yeah. when yeah. they are getting the right nutrition. And the other key that I would say is critical that we believe in is that we mm-hmm. provide meals for dependents. Right. So if someone comes to us and they have three small children in the household, we're going to provide oh. the meals for all the members of the household. Because if you show up to a mom or a dad who's going through a life threatening illness and they don't have financial means to take care of the rest of the folks in the house, they're going to share. Right. And you wouldn't want somebody sharing their medicine. Right. And we are designing this complex diet, the right nutrition to help them win the fight for their life. We want them to consume it. And so, you know, we make sure that if there's any dependent in the household, that we'll deliver meals to those dependents as well. And that's a good idea, too, because if the children are eating something that's not appropriate for the sick person and they start to dabble in the snacks or the chips, you don't want them to be tempted. So you're right. It's the whole picture. And it's seven days a week, three meals a day, 
come rain or shine, it's delivered free of charge. And I think that's so important to emphasize that you also sustain the good habits with continued nutrition counseling and meal planning. Meal planning is such a big issue. And I think we should talk more about that in the next segment. Let's take a little break to listen to Your Real Champion and we'll be back to hear more about Manna with Sue Doherty. And now for your real champion, I call this segment, Manna from Heaven. Sue Doherty has a fascinating story. She grew up in Northeast Philly, and she's the first to say she was a horrible student. Though I've only known her for a short time, Sue is far from it. She's a beautiful person who has a big heart and an even bigger soul. She's the CEO of Manna, an organization that provides over a million meals a year to critically ill patients who are at nutritional risk. She's the right person in the right place at the right time. Sue has always been a hard worker. She began working at her neighborhood supermarket at age 13. Then during college, she continued to work full-time as a night manager. She was attending community college and wasn't sure what major to choose. Then she broke her leg. Fascinated by the experience, she decided to apply for nursing courses, but missed the deadline. Serendipity was in her favor. She had made a friend in one of her first-year classes who was studying to become a dietary technician, and she encouraged Sue to consider it. And like many young girls, Sue had always watched her weight, so she had a vested interest in learning nutrition. She enrolled at the Philadelphia Community College and excelled. The field fascinated her. It was a great fit. In fact, while she was still working at the supermarket, she became the go-to advisor when customers would tell her about the progress with their diets or needed advice about the contents in various packaged foods. Sue's grateful that she had such great mentors, including the chief of nutrition at McGee Rehab Center. Sue then moved on to Immaculata University, where she completed her degree in food science and then on to Beth Israel in Newark for a year as an intern. Sue's first job was as a healthcare assistant in the Kennedy Health System in Stratford, New Jersey, working with HIV patients. She was fresh out of training and just learning about complex diet for very sick people. She attended her first meeting with the doctors, nurses, social workers running the HIV program, and she met the physician who was the lead coordinator, and she said she wasn't exactly sure why they were putting so much effort into really sick and dying patients. The doctor turned to Sue and asked if she'd be afraid to shake the hand of an AIDS patient. And Sue said, absolutely, no problem. Immediately, the doctor recognized that Sue had empathy and said, you are perfect for this role and all the other work of learning complex nutrition plans will fall into place. No surprise that Sue would dedicate herself to helping those most in need. She comes from a family that includes a long line of givers. Her grandfather was grateful to spend his boyhood at Girard College, a boarding school built in 1848 for orphaned or fatherless boys, which still serves the Philadelphia area today. Her father was a police officer, and she learned from their many conversations that everyone has a story. And her aunt was a police officer and then a nun. Sue heard about Mana providing meals. At about the same time when she joined Mana in 1999, the Ryan White program was initiated. You may recall Ryan White was the boy who contracted AIDS from a blood transfusion 
and died at the age of 20. That program was to help low-income people with HIV receive medical treatment and life-sustaining support, provided transportation and meals, but they weren't paying much attention to the type of diet. So one day, Sue noticed that a patient at MANA had a triglyceride level of 800. Triglyceride is a type of fat in your cholesterol panel. The elevated triglyceride was a result of an HIV medication. Then Sue saw his tray of food coming from the MANA kitchen with a big serving of gooey mac and cheese, and her own wheels started spinning. She called the patient's doctor and made suggestions for a medically tailored diet, and that began her journey to promoting medically tailored meals. MANA, a small project that began in 1990 when members of the First Presbyterian Church of Philadelphia began delivering meals to neighbors dying of HIV-AIDS who were critically ill, isolated, and in need of hope. Sue joined in 1999, and as knowledge about utilizing food as medicine grew, she was instrumental in MANA's shift from providing comfort and care to those dying from AIDS to an organization helping people with over 85 different illnesses through nutrition counseling and home-delivered medically appropriate meals. At MANA, Sue held several positions prior to being appointed CEO in 2012, she earned national recognition when she co-authored a key study that was published in the Journal of Primary Care and Community Health. The results of the study showed that when chronically ill patients received adequate nutrition tailored to their medical needs, along with dietary counseling, there was a significant improvement in their medical conditions and a significant decrease in healthcare costs. So compared to patients who were not in the program, MANA patients were hospitalized at a 50% lower rate, and their health care costs were lowered by $13,000 a month. Over 9,400 volunteers worked together to make over a million meals that were delivered to the chronically ill in Philly and Jersey and beyond last year. How does Sue oversee such a massive project? She claims the secret sauce is love, and the clients can feel it and taste it. The MANA treatment model continues to have ongoing impact on nutrition policy nationwide. Sue presents MANA's work at conferences and meetings across the country, including the annual Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo, meetings at Harvard, Tulane, and a national summit on social determinants of health. She has also proudly testified in front of the U.S. Congress. Sue served as co-vice chair of the National Food is Medicine Coalition for three years, and in 2019, she was invited to join the Food Lab Accelerator at Google as a product owner for Food is Medicine. She's been recognized with awards from the Jefferson College of Population Health, Comcast Newsmaker, Bank of America, and Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The book of Exodus tells us that when the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt, they wandered in the desert for 40 years, but God sent bread called manna that fell from heaven. Much like the food that sustained that stranded tribe, MANA is a project that offers essential nutrition to sustain chronically ill patients who can't provide for themselves. We salute you, Sue Doherty, your real champion. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand.
Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. Welcome back to Your Radio Doctor. We're hearing such great information about MANA from CEO Sue Doherty. Sue, again, for people just joining us, MANA is an organization that provides um, medically tailored meals for chronically ill patients, and you deliver them seven days a week, three meals a day. And it's really, you've proven with data that it improves the health uh, status of the patient as well as lower costs. I mean, what could be easier and it's brilliant and pretty darn straightforward. And you've been the CEO since 2012. So that's a thousands and thousands of people you've helped with over a million meals a year. What are some of the other diseases? You, it started with the focus on HIV, and then you expanded to, um, I think, 85 conditions are yeah. included <laughs> on your list. What are, what are some of the other uh, illnesses that you see people who are chronically affected? Yeah, so I would say, uh, you know, the top illnesses that we're serving are cancer, right? And obviously all different types of cancer, lung cancer, uh, breast cancer, uh, GI cancers, um, kidney disease, heart disease, congestive heart failure, uh, COPD, right? So lots of sodium restriction, uh, lots of carbohydrate restriction, potassium, phosphorus. And so people will come to us. And so all, as, as we talked about earlier, earlier, all of our clients have access to our dietitians. And so when our client comes in, they get, they get um, onboarded by an intake specialist who will set up a counseling session with one of our dietitians. And then we truly believe in the individualized approach, right? So this is not a one-off thing, right? I know you and I talked about in the past that when I was practicing in the hospital and um, I'm aging myself, but my pager would go off and it would be like, you know, Miss, Mr. Smith is being discharged and needs a dietary consult. And I would show up to the patient's room and they'd be sitting there with their jacket on and their, you know, sister right, waiting to drive them home. And it's like, okay, this is probably not the right time to give you know, Mr. Smith, a 45 minute, you know, nutrition counseling session. So, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times it's one of these things like, let's just check it off the box, right? Like, oh yeah, they met with the, they met with the dietitian. And so really what I would utilize that time for is to set up a follow-up appointment, right? When you can have the time to really have a conversation, talk to the individual about what's going on with them, right? What is their mm -hmm. diagnosis? Do they understand that? And so that's what our dietitians do here at MANA. And then the important part, part is setting up the, the follow-up. You know, we know it takes, a, it takes a little while for behavior change, right? But what we see over and over and over again is usually after two or three sessions, whether it's on the phone or telehealth, our clients could come in, you know, we're having to meet individuals where they are. We actually also have dietitians that will be out in different community-based settings. But, you know, it's usually after two or three settings that we get that phone call. And, you know, I'm just using their terminology, right? But they're like, oh, my God. I went to my doctor today and they didn't yell at me. <laughs> They're like, they were like, what do you, they, they said I was doing good and that my, my weight was stabilized or my fluids were stabilized or that my blood sugar was good. 
And that's when you can really convert long-time behavior change, right? Because they're now feeling it and they're seeing it. And so that's where the, the education component is so critical. Well, and I think too, you touch on so many important points. When a person's leaving the hospital, um, they've just been through who knows how long of a stay, especially if they need dietary counseling. Um, they may have been in for a week or two weeks to drain that excess fluid or stabilize their kidney status or start dialysis, something pretty complex. And when you hand them a sheet that says low sodium, watch your potassium or add potassium, how many people out there, and you're the one with the experience, how many people don't realize that sodium or salt is in mustard, ketchup, cola? They, they're thinking potato chips. I'm just guessing, but from my own salt shaker, yeah, right? salt shaker, French fries, and they don't realize how much sodium is hidden in foods that could really throw them into another episode of congestive heart failure that was just cleared. And um, that takes time and sheets and examples because if you come up with a diet for Monday, they can't eat the exact same thing every day and they're not going to, and they're going to fall off the horse. And that's why, again, follow up. So if you are, or in the past, if you were rushed when you were seeing patients discharged from the hospital and you say, listen, Mr. Smith, I know your ride's waiting. I can hear the horn beeping when you have your coat on. Give me a call. Money will set up a, a return. How often did people come back to see you? That's the other thing. Once, if you, if you have the time while they're in and you have quiet and you can sit down and say, ABC, what questions? We'll talk again. And now we have the beauty of telehealth as a follow-up. But you as a dietitian, you want to see the person. You want to look at their ankles. Are they swollen? You want to, right? All those things. Yeah, no, it's so important. And I would say that, you know, I think today with telehealth and so forth, I think it's it's easier to engage with clients. Um, but you're right, you know, in that moment, honestly, what I would use that five minutes for is to, one, I would say, you know, Usually I would say, I'm a dietitian here. And I, I would say, do you know what a dietitian is? And often it was no. So I would explain. And then I would say, you know, I'm not here to change up, you know, your dietary practices. I really am just here to help you as part of your treatment plan. And, you know, I would say it really depended on the rapport you could develop in that five minutes, right? Folks, folks, again, they don't, they don't think about it, right? They're like, oh yeah, I know I got to eat better, but it's not until you can get that really one-on-one -on -one time when you're right, where you can look at, we're trained to look at, you know, temporal wasting and people's fingernails and their ankles. And it's really, I think, developing that trust because food is so personal. It's so personal for all of us. And so for folks to understand that, you know, I'm not here to, to change up your cultures or your traditions. I'm here to help you get better mm -hmm. and to help you eat the right things to get better. And that's, you know, it takes time. And, you know, one of the most popular things that we have here is we have these uh, get fresh classes, which are these cooking classes. Oh. And then we do supermarket tours and people like that, right? They like the group setting because it's less, you know, pressure, but it, it really does take developing a relationship like with any professional. But again, people need those practical outlines. People need to know, let's say, and, and part of your dietary advice includes their history. What's your, what, when I talk to a patient that has reflux, we know the things that trigger reflux, cigarettes, you know, <laughs> the eans, nicotine, caffeine, you know, too much coffee or tea or even cola um, and fatty foods. So I'll say, what did you have for breakfast? And it takes people off guard. Not that I'm trying to trick them, but I need the real deal. I don't need you mm. to sit there and say, well, I have fish every night for dinner or I have 
give me the last 24 hours. I'm sure you start with the history. And if you find somebody who says, for instance, well, I don't eat red meat, then you have to say, all right, part of our package here is making sure you eat enough iron-filled foods because if you get anemia or your blood count drops, because we need iron to make keep our blood production, blood cells being produced, otherwise you're going to drop oxygen, the, the cascade of events, not good. So if somebody isn't eating red meat, we say, all right, how about throwing some spinach in there? We don't have to throw it. Add some spinach, cereal. There's so many beans, so many good things with iron. But if you, the person's not going to say to you, hey, I think I'm iron deficient. Can you help me? That's right. that's another and so many people, right, that are iron deficient don't also understand the complexity of the absorption of the iron, right? right. Like sometimes I tell people this time, I'm like, okay, I know this is going to sound really crazy, but eat some peanut butter crackers with some orange juice, right? Because <laughs> the vitamin C helps you to absorb it. And so there's just so many misconceptions. And as you just mentioned, there's so often people eliminating things, but not realizing what happens if you're eliminating that, what other nutrients that can, that can mm-hmm. impact. I tell people all the time, listen to your cravings, right? If you're craving something that yeah. that is your body telling you something, you're yeah. missing something. Yes. Good point. Well, I know too, we've done entire shows on celiac and um, celiac, as we know, means that the part of your sponge or part of your small bowel where you absorb iron and calcium is on strike. So we like to see when we look at the scope, we look at the surface and we see these nice tall glands, especially under the microscope. And if they're flat, it means that your body, when it eats barley, uh, wheat, or rye, those those tall uh, skyscrapers that are supposed to absorb your nutrients flatten out and don't absorb iron. You can become iron deficient. Don't absorb calcium. And if it's not picked up, you go through years not absorbing calcium. Goodbye, bones. Bones, yeah. Right? So we need to take all that into consideration and then say, and now you have kidney disease or whatever it is. And that's the beauty of a good, thorough, it just seems so, so straightforward. So we talked about how you would counsel an inpatient who's being discharged. How about an outpatient? What's a typical, um, we've already touched on a little bit. What happens when a person comes to see a dietitian for the very first time? It has to be pretty thorough. Yeah, so absolutely. Usually we sit down, we start with whatever they're coming to see us for, right? Whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, you know, multiple things. And we really start and talk about that first and what that means. What does that mean nutritionally for your body? And then we go into, you know, we kind of want to go into their history. Like you said, what have you eaten in the past 24 hours? And, you know, again, stressing, this is not judgment, right? It's not like, I'm not here to judge what you're eating, right? Like I had a Twix bar in my car yesterday, right? Like it's, you know, sometimes people think because you're a dietitian, it's like you only eat perfectly. That's, you know, that's, that's not true. And so really finding out what is a typical intake like. And then honestly, because of the client population we're, we're, we're serving, we have to be really sensitive sure. about the access, sure. right? What's in their covers. That's what I used to love when I used to get to do home visits, right? That's That would tell you so much about, you know, what is really happening. And so again, not, you know, the first session, we're not probably going to like make some drastic changes. We're going to try to understand a little bit what's going on with you. Try to understand who else is in your household, right? We have, you know, clients that sometimes live in group living situations. And a big issue is like, other people take their food, right? And so Good point. just getting the whole picture. And then we would set up and based off of what's happening, right? Our dietitians are then trained to say, okay, we want to see this person again, maybe next week, or we want to see this person maybe a month from now. 
And it really is individualized. There's not one, you know, cut and paste. Mm -hmm. We really want to meet the client where they are. And again, if we can see them in person, that's great. But maybe sometimes it starts off with the telephone and then they get more comfortable to do a video. Then they get more comfortable like, oh, I actually do. I actually, I, I want to see you. So right. it really is just developing that rapport. It's a, and we will, you know, our clients tend not, you know, they're not on our meal program forever, but they have access to our dietitians forever. Oh, that's nice. Off. You know, anyone, honestly, anyone who's who's listening or had questions could call and reach out to, you know, talk to them about a dietitian. Sometimes we get people that will come to us and, and they have support. And so they have means and they have uh, the ability to prepare certain foods, mm -hmm. but they don't have the knowledge. So they'll, you know, meet with one of our dietitians so that they can prepare the right foods. That's the key, the knowledge. And the other quick thing is when you see the person initially, you have a ballpark idea if they're unstable standing, are they able to stand and prepare their meals? You know, I'm talking about not people with manna per se, but we're talking about in general, sure. when a dietitian evaluates a new patient, are they physically able to prepare, prepare three meals a day for themselves? Do they have a working kitchen? Do they have, right? right? I mean, that that's a real issue for some folks. You know, we've yeah. had clients that, you know, we can't deliver to their homes because they don't have a appropriate storage to store the food. Right. So mm. we got to work through all those scenarios to make sure that we're, we're setting the individual up for, for success. That's really what we're trying to do. And again, no food is evil unless no, all you know, foods fit. All uh, the foods the fit. only time it's evil is if celiac people will say to me, yes. well, it's my birthday. <laughs> can I have one piece of cake? And I'll say, you know what? If you are deathly allergic to shellfish, do you want to take a little bite of a shrimp? No, it could cost you your life with celiac. If you have even a, you know, a half a piece of birthday cake, it sets up the whole um, damage process again. And people who go through life without being treated for celiac or being on gluten-free diet can have really serious consequences. Well, and that's, that is really key though. I would say what you just said quickly is like, talk to your healthcare provider. Do not self-diagnose, right? And please do not. Yes. 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 Please don't self-diagnose. And with that, we'll take a little break and come back for our wrap up with Sue Doherty, CEO of MANA. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. And welcome back to our final segment of Your Radio Doctor. We call this wrap-up segment Your Weekly Prescription. So we've learned so much about nutrition or food as medicine, which is such a valuable concept for people to understand. And I'd like to ask what your take-home message is. Um, 
And I'd also like to know what your vision for MANA is in the future. Sure. So, you know, my vision for MANA, and it's certainly been a vision I've had for a long, long time, is that we can continue to really fight on behalf of our clients, right? Not just our clients, but people across the country, right? That are receiving these prescribed diets every day, that they have access for them. So a lot of policy, there's a lot of excitement happening in the space, right? The White House held, White House held a conference um, last year that I was thrilled that I could represent MANA at that, you know, there's there's people talking about it. But this should be a mandated covered benefit, right? Everyone that gets prescribed a diet should have access. It should be paid for by insurance. And there should be, you know, folks sitting at home receiving it just like they receive their medication. So that's 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 the vision. And I think, you know, it's happening. And I think the other exciting area is that we are having more and more conversations with uh, CHOP and really starting to get more involved in the pediatric population, which quite honestly, I think maybe we've, we've left behind a little bit, but there's certainly some specific needs in that population. And I'm really excited to, to delve into that work as well. And, and how brilliant is that? Because if you develop those good habits as a child, especially if they have a lifelong condition, again, I, I reached a celiac or juvenile diabetes, they have to be conditioned to crave the right foods. Because they have, to, they have to eliminate certain things, they get to school and everybody else is eating cake. Or it's it's really tough on these little guys. Fortunately, I think the schools have become uh, more careful with saying, you know, if you're sending treats in for Johnny's birthday, no nuts and that kind of thing. Yeah. So the healthcare system is recognizing that proper nutrition for with serious illnesses is part of the treatment plan. How would people get information about Mana? Your website. And the other thing is volunteers. You're right behind the free library. You're on 20th Street. Uh, so Parkway, you zip up north a block or two on 20th Street, right? Yep. And we let me tell you, this place, this is a place to volunteer. They, first of all, the volunteers, they are the heart and soul, right? There's about 60 mm -hmm. of us on staff, but every day we have probably 100, 150 volunteers coming in. So yes, I would love folks to check out our website, manapa.org. Um, you come in. I think people are a little surprised. I think when they walk in, they picture that they're going to be walking into like a food pantry, and that's that's not what you're going to be walking into. No but way! It must be a big kitchen. Yeah, huge. huge. I, I swear, it's got to be one of the largest production kitchens, um, certainly in the city. You know, I, I try to get people to think about us as, you know, when you think about a hospital, you think about beds, right? Like it's an 800 bed hospital. Well. Today, we're a 1,600-bed hospital, right? We're serving 1,600 households. So it's a state-of-the-art production kitchen. And there's, you know, music blasting. There's all kinds of snacks. And, you know, we have volunteers all ages, all different backgrounds. And, you know, we have individuals that come in and volunteer. We have corporations, a lot of team building coming in. Um, but it's a fun time. And, you know, the clients, I think they know. Right. They, the volunteers, you said it earlier, they are the secret sauce, right? The food is great, but the love is better. We've all been there. We've all been sick, not having an appetite. And someone, hopefully, right, who cares about you, makes something and says, here, you need to eat this. And you're like, oh, even though I don't want to eat this, right, this person took time. And so it's a, it's a motivator. And so the volunteers are a motivating factor for folks to get better. So, yes, please check us out. Come visit you know, walk, come on in if you're walking by and, and check out the facility. What's your website address, please, Sue? It is MANA, P-A, so M-A-N-N-A-P-A dot org. So MANA, P-A for Pennsylvania, M-A-N-N-A-P-A, straightforward, dot org. A major thank you. Happy 
holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to all the people who work at MANA and make this happen. It really, as you say, the secret sauce is the love that goes behind all the effort and your national impact. And by the way, I'm going to be your agent here and brag about you even more. You were able to present in front of the U.S. Congress. That had to be pretty darn exciting. Well, it's pretty cool. Well, thank you for joining us, Sue. You're a busy lady and helping so many thousands of people. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for listening to your radio doctor today and every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Listen to this show again or any of more than 180 shows on odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. A special thank you to our exclusive sponsor, Independence Blue Cross, and for support from Recovery Centers of America. Next week, we look forward to a very important show with Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire from Lower Marion Fire Department and Officer Carl Harper from Lower Marion's Police Department for an in-depth discussion about fire prevention and personal safety tips during the holidays. You don't want to miss it. Next Saturday at 5 p.m. Well, it's December 9th, so you better make sure you mail that letter to Santa if you haven't done so yet. Equally important, as you celebrate Hanukkah or prepare for Christmas, pause to remember the meaning of these special holidays. The light of Hanukkah and the joy that comes with the birth of our Savior bring us together in love with family and friends to create memories and rekindle our hope for a better tomorrow. So enjoy this beautiful season and may your hearts be filled with peace. And take a minute to reach out to someone who's alone or in the hospital or nursing home. Or maybe you can be the one to make amends with a family member or friend who fell away because of some difference of opinion. Because sharing your love is the real miracle of the season. Continue to pray for peace in our world, our country, our cities, our families, and each of our own hearts. This is your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week with the ones you love. Always here to remind you that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First Doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered.